My name is Victoria Albina, and I'm the host of the Feminist Wellness Podcast. I'm also a certified life coach, holistic nurse practitioner, and a breathwork somatic meditation facilitator. I'm also the creator of the six-month online coaching program, The Feminist Wellness Guide to Overcoming Codependency, which is the culmination of 20 years in health and wellness and will go live again in fall 2020. I come to this work after a lifetime of being sick. What I didn't realize through the dozens of doctor's visits, years of tests, conventional and holistic treatments, was that the root cause of my irritable bowel syndrome, exhausting and painful heartburn, chronic pain, intermittent depression and anxiety, had so much more to do with my mindset, my thoughts, my sense of self and self-regard than it had to do with my body. Yes, I needed to deal with a parasite, with my leaky gut, my food sensitivities, with small intestine and large intestine bacterial overgrowth. And one of the key reasons I stayed so sick for so long was because of my chronic codependent and perfectionist thinking, thoughts that told me I had to put other people ahead of myself, that what other people thought of me, their needs, their wants for my life, was more important than my own dream and aspirations. That keeping other people pleased with me, happy with me, approving of me, mattered more than my own joy. And I spent a lifetime trying to be everything to everyone, and kept coming up short, because I wasn't in alignment with my own authentic self. Instead, I was living for other people, and it showed in my physical and mental health. I was full of resentment because I was chronically putting other people's needs ahead of my own, and when they didn't do the same, I was so frustrated. I took it personally, and I was exhausted in every way by trying to take care of everyone else more than I was taking care of me always doing things for others they could do for themselves, and not doing what I truly needed for my own healing. I was swirling in codependency, perfectionism, self-doubt, and all of that kept me really anxious and telling the story over and over that I was stuck, because I was stuck. Stuck in old thoughts that kept me playing both victim and villain in my own life story. It wasn't until I learned to listen deeply to my body, to feel my feelings, which I had been expertly avoiding for decades, how to understand and give love to my nervous system responses, and that my thoughts create my feelings. It wasn't until I was able to apply the thought work protocol that I teach my clients to my own life that everything began to shift. I began to see the urge inside me to blame other people when things didn't go my way. The urge inside me to not take care of myself, to try to make others happy with me at my own expense. And I learned how to pause, to breathe, and to put the focus back on myself, my wants, my needs, my desires, and how to get truly interdependent, not codependent, with the people in my life. I learned about polyvagal theory and the role the nervous system plays in keeping us sick and suffering. My mind and body were stuck in a chronic old response. 
And the first step in my healing was learning to listen to my own needs, which was foreign to me for sure. To rewind about 40 years, I was born in Mar del Plata, Argentina in 1979 under the Leo sun. My country was in the midst of a dirty war, a military dictatorship, and the world there then was tense to say the least. I lived my first few years in a household full of familia. We lived in an apartment building with my abuelo upstairs, my tía and her husband downstairs. How we do in Latin America. There was music in that home, the sounds of family, connection, love, care. So much support for me, my parents, my little sister. It was a magical time that my conscious mind barely remembers and feels imprinted in my body and spirit. We moved to the U.S. when I was small, and those days feel less present in my memory. I know my mom did the best she could, but my dad was working 24-7 those days, and I know they were both lonely for home, for familia, our culture, our beach town, the bustle of Buenos Aires, everything we knew from a cultura so different from West Philly in the early 80s. We were the only Argentines I knew. Growing up in the great state of Rhode Island was lonely. I was really different from the other kids. So different from the other Latinos with my thick Argentine accent, my weird lunches. Chubby in a cultura that was not okay with that. Gregarious and loud, boisterous and demonstrative. I felt like too much. I felt alien, other, and weird. Finally, I found my way to the theater, to the slam poetry of the 90s, and to Oberlin College. It was there that I first felt what community feels like. And I learned that people didn't have a bellyache all the time. And seriously, I remember saying something to my roommate about my 24-7, uh-oh, tummy. And her being like, wait, what? <laughs> And I learned that my symptoms were not exactly normal, which was quite the surprise. So I dove in, saw all the doctors, had all the scans, took all the treatment. And after two years of it, I felt 0% better. In fact, I felt worse. So Oberlin being Oberlin, a friend recommended that I take the alternative women's health class. And wow, did that change my life. I started to learn about herbs, nutrition, and this then bizarre concept to me called having feelings other than anger, joy, and sadness. My horizons broadened, but my tummy was still a hot mess. After college, I continued to muddle through, constantly in pain, pushing away my feelings, trying to take care of the world. I moved to Boston, where I worked in all sorts of settings to try to take care of others, eventually getting a master's in public health, nerding out, achieving, getting external validation with those shiny A pluses, accepting nothing less. I worked as a birth doula. I built composting toilets and gray water recycling systems throughout Latin America. And I loved my work, but I still felt like garbage the belly pain, the joint pain, the depression, so much anxiety. And still, my goal was to help make others feel better, putting myself last. Eventually, I moved to San Francisco to become a nurse practitioner at the University of California, San Francisco. And there, I worked with a holistic provider who helped me heal my body. 
It was in those years that my dear and brave friend Becca took the risk and pointed out my codependent and perfectionist mindset habits to me. I recommended that I work with a life coach, something I'd never even heard of, and was really excited to try after she sung the praises of investing in herself to work with a dedicated guide who could show me my mind and help me to find peace within myself. And wow, am I glad I took her advice. I started working with a life coach and started to see my old thought habits in Technicolor, all the ways I was putting others ahead of myself and how that was keeping me last, keeping me sick, always. As I grew in my career, first working in primary care while teaching other nurses, and later starting my own functional medicine practice here in New York, I came to realize just how much my patients' mindsets, their sense of self, stories about themselves and their health, their identity as sick people, as broken, as people in need of healing, was holding them back. And that what they really needed, much like I did all those years, was to know in their bones that they, that you are your own medicine, that each of us has the power to heal ourselves from the inside out, that there is no physical health without mental health, and that if you aren't your number one priority, you're no one's number one priority. And that self-love and radical self-acceptance are the most vital parts of healing. These realizations came slowly, one by one, as I healed my own heart, got in touch with my emotions, wants, needs, and rippled my own healing out to my patients little by little, slowly moving away from my previous functional medicine focus on supplements, testing, data, and towards helping women and humans socialized as women to reclaim our power, strength, confidence, ability to heal on a deeper level, in a deeper way, for the long haul. So this is my work now as a life coach, to help women to take their lives back from anxiety, overwhelm, fatigue, and stress that comes from decades of codependent and perfectionist thinking through evidence-based means because as a nerd, I shall always nerd out first. And so I bring in positive psychology, cognitive behavioral methodologies, somatic methods like breathwork meditation, and teach folks to learn how to feel your feelings deeply and without fear. And through this work, my clients reparent themselves, heal their relationship with their inner child, their parents, partners, and most importantly, with their selves. Learning how to manage their adult minds and respond to their nervous systems with love and care instead of reacting with anxiety or panic. And it's been so amazing to watch these transformations happen, to see women completely and radically change their experience of being alive, and how that healing flows out to their families, friends, workplaces, and the world as they learn to establish healthy boundaries, speak their needs, prioritize themselves, and live with passion and joy. And I'm so grateful to do the work I do on the daily to bear witness to these transformations. And through it all, I continue to grow because you can only take your clients as deep as you are willing to go yourself. So I coach myself daily, do my breath work, journal, meditate, put myself first. So I have the energy to hold space so others can heal themselves. It's a wild gift. And I'm so grateful for the life I've been able to cultivate. 
And what I've learned about myself from sharing my story is that I don't regret being sick for most of my life. I don't wish it away. Now, from a place of wild and deep healing, a belly that is calm and dependable, through all the suffering, the pain, the sleepless nights, the breakups, the failures, I'm so grateful for my circuitous path to this very moment of feeling alive and so good in my body and my relationships, to be able to bring everything I've learned and lived through to the work I do to help others heal. My life's purpose, my passion, my dream is to help women to live with intention and radical self-love, to release the old stories that are holding us all down, and to learn how to live life on our own terms. I deeply believe this is my soul's mission on this planet, to bring all the knowledge, training, experience, and wisdom I've been so privileged to have to every human who needs it. This is why I do the work I do and teach what I teach on my podcast for free so we can all heal in our own ways. I also dream of a world where there's true equality and equity for all humans, animals, and the earth, where we are all held up as perfect, amazing, and worthy of endless and unconditional love and care. This is a big part of what feminism means to me what true healing for all of us as a humanity means to me. Equality, equity for all creatures of all genders, all races, all creeds, all kinds, always. I am so endlessly grateful to be able to do this work and to have healed, to be healing, and to help guide others to see the wild power we each have within us to be our own healer. As I'm fond of saying, and believe deeply in my spirit, when one of us heals, we help heal the world. And I'm so grateful to be a part of it all. Be well, my darling. You are loved. We all have a story to share and a voice that is meant to be heard, and we want to share yours. For more information and to get involved, visit storiesofinspiringjoy.com. Stories of Inspiring Joy is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created by Sydney Weiss. You can find all episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and if you like the show, hit subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and follow along on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're creating greater connection and community, one powerful story at a time.